The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race, and I make it look like a blast, pray to God, I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmetics so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture, they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm waiting till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline, so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm 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 in my zone. Hello, Internet. Philly, Jersey, Delaware, New York, Wakanda, Hogwarts, uh, London, uh, Baltimore, the South, Los Angeles. It's your boy. And it is Wednesday, January 29th. It's the last Wednesday of the month, so you know what that means, and if you are wondering where your girl is, she is probably tuned in to me, it's the Out Here Radio Show, with your host, Tommy Flame, aka Tommy Tucson, aka the Boy Slot, call me whatever you want, to. don't call me broke, I'm here with my favorite co-host, Just Jam, what up love, how you doing? <sighs> I'm <Hey>, better, <laughs> I'm better, now that we got this Ridiculous situation resolved. But yes. But yeah. I hope you go back and you watch that simulcast so you can see the video. Like, because I'm just like, this isn't working. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to have to edit this crap when it's all said and done. I was like, I'm not sitting through this hour long show trying to piece together what was supposed to be our conversation. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Can't do it. So I'm glad we figured this out and that it's working and that we're alive and well and that it, it's, it's happening. So yes. Okay. Right. Cool. <laughs> all that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you gotta understand, like, I saw it all in your face. You were just not feeling it. And I'm like, oh, woo, woo. It's know, not like, that I wasn't feeling it. It's that I was saying stuff and speaking to you, and you weren't saying anything back. But Sam Broadcaster was catching it. So, like, Sam Broadcaster would catch me say a sentence to you and get vocal with lag. So, I would be sitting there with dead air for like 10 seconds, and I'm just like, 
because I'm thinking about like all the edits I would have to do when all this was said and done. And it was just was I'm like, this is not working. It's not working. I'm turning it off. It's not working. Um, so I had to do something different because I just knew it was going to be a crappy show. And I feel like we have so much good stuff to talk about tonight that I didn't want a crappy show. Like I want to have a good quality, like solid behind show. And I was like, we deserve a solid show. So, yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We deserve a solid show. This is episode 95. And we are going to make it to 100. Yes. <laughs> if we do it right, we might be there by March. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> if we can make at least, it. <laughs> at least before the summer. Let's just. Lord, you don't think mm. we can do five before the summer? Before the summer, you know? Golly. Let's, let's think about a realistic goal. No faith in us. Goodness gracious. No, I have faith in this, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do cancel a lot. But, I mean, like, we be trying. Like, life just be getting in the way sometimes. It is what it is, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't be knowing. People have to understand that we out here together. Yeah, man. As one. Sometimes when we out here, we can't be in here. So we have to just be out there. Right. We got to be out there with y'all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so folks we're gonna get into the show for this night we're already super duper behind schedule i have zero idea how to even keep track of what time it is anymore since we're so late um but yeah we have a really good show we have a full plate for you guys we have two album reviews we want to touch on the tragic death of kobe bryant we have two quick takes to go over and we got our tracks that we can't stop playing this week so we got quite a full plate so that's why i'm like we can't have no crappy show like this is a good quality hearty filling show like people need to feel full with our content tonight so i'm like i can't let this be crappy you know all the meat and potatoes all the meat and potatoes all the fixings too like we've got all the fixings i'm like we can't just be lacking the fixings so yeah <laughs> <coughs> so what we start with we going into our quick takes first uh i mean first and foremost we'll probably have to you know pay homage to um to kobe Bryant and say rest in peace to uh, kobe Bryant and his daughter DJ, I'm not, I haven't been able, I feel like I'm not going to try because I haven't been able to properly pronounce her name and Gigi is the name and the nickname that she goes by. So, uh, rest in peace, Gigi Bryant, Kobe Bryant, the seven other passengers who were killed in that tragic, tragic, no type of crash a few days ago. Um, yeah, that was, that was shocking. That's going to be one of those, like, oh, I remember where I was when I heard this, but like, I like when somebody texted me with that. Like my cousin texted me, and told me, and that was one of those. It was one of those cousins that like always texts you some crazy stuff, and like he low key kind of believes some of the fake news BS that he get. Like so he texted me he's like, "Yo, cuz Kobe Bryant died." I'm like, whatever, all right. Like, and like I went to go check, you know, I'm gonna go Google it, and I checked my social media, and like immediately as soon as I got on the call, I saw all the fake news. And then, like, I saw it on CNN. Like, you check CNN. And when it's on CNN, that's what it's like. Yeah. Oh, that's like, this, that's facts. For real, for real. Like, and then, you know, people, people was like, oh, his whole family was on this helicopter. His whole family. I'm like, all right. That's not. Yeah. That made me mad. Like, and he's like, no, just his daughter. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what's going to happen. And who's going to be. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yo. There's just been some tall, bald guy with a Lakers jersey on in LA, and they're like, oh, it's Kobe Bryant! You know, like, whatever. Like, but, no, that's. Yeah, and that was like, that made me mad too, because it was like, you know, first it was like, okay, Kobe passed away. Then it was like, dad, his daughter was on the plane with him. 
And I was like, Dag, really? And then I came back at like another 15 minutes later and they were like, both his daughters was on the plane. I was like, all right, now y'all tripping. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> so, but it was one of those things where I was in the middle of doing something. This was Sunday afternoon. I was at work and like, it was like, I was just working. Like I was just doing stuff on the computer. I was doing like, I was actually doing a cost comparison for custodial supplies. If y'all want to really know what I was doing. So I was like comparing, <laughs> like, that's literally what I was doing. I'm never going to forget that now. Like I was literally comparing the prices that we got for one set of, you know, cleaning supplies versus a vendor who wants to come in and be the vendor for the, for the theater or whatever. So I was sitting there and I was doing the work or whatever. And like one of my coworkers, one of my guys comes in and he sits down and he looks like upset. And I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, yo, the world is just crazy, man. And I was like, why? I was like, what are you talking about? And he was just like, you didn't hear. And I'm like, hear what? Like, what are you, I'm in here doing work. Like, what are you talking about? And he was just like, oh, he's like, nah, man. He's like, I'm gonna let you, he's like, just go on Google or whatever, go on like CNN sports. And I was like, what? All right. So I go on CNN sports and it was like the first headline right there was like, Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I didn't even know what to feel. And it's weird because like, I was not a huge Kobe fan. You know what I mean? Like, you know me, I'm Celtics fan. So I'm all the way East coast over here, you know, like, and, and Kobe is definitely West coast, but like, I was never a Kobe fan, but I mean, like he, he was part of the culture, you know, like he, like we all grew up with him, no matter if we was a fan or not, like you grew up with Kobe, like you just knew who Kobe was. It's like losing Michael Jordan. Like regardless if you're a fan or not, like he's a, he's an icon of the game, you know, like you know who he is because he's important. Um, I don't know. I don't think I fully would be as hurt as Mike. Word? Since, and it's, and it's, I was talking to somebody about this earlier. Like, so Mike is, to me, would be a bigger icon in a sense to the game of basketball than Kobe. However, Mike wasn't as well liked as Kobe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, when you, you know, when you say, like, you know, Kobe was a part of the culture, like, Mike wasn't really a part of the culture. He was part of basketball culture, basketball history, basketball icons, all that. But, like, he wasn't, like, you know, like, he wasn't, like, he made some very, you know, choicy statements about the culture. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't, I don't know if Mike was, like, I don't know, I don't think Mike was as well, like, you know, don't get me wrong, it, you know, it'd be crazy, you know, if when, you know, God forbid, yeah, Mike was doing but I don't think it would be as crazy of an effect as it was, you know, with uh, maybe Kobe. Like you said, like a lot of people, you know, we all grew up with Kobe. Like, I'm Kobe, so yeah. I'm getting out all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, I can remember arguing with people that Kobe ain't really from Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, like, yeah, he was definitely a part of, you know, the, the entire, our, our childhood. You know what I'm saying? The cover of, like, NBA jams and yeah. different things. Like, my. My cousin was a huge Lakers fan, you know what I'm saying? He was Kobe Bryant fan. I was enough to him past couple days. But like, yeah, like, it was, you know, all the, the bandwagon team of our, you know, upbringing was the Lakers. You know, so, now I'm not a thing we had a friend who was a Lakers fan, fan of Kobe. You know, now LeBron is a you know, resurgence of all the Lakers fans. But like, yeah, like, they, you know, that was definitely, definitely a hurt piece, especially how. You know what I mean? He's only 41. Yeah. You know, like, Kobe isn't, you know, that's somebody you expect to, to grow old and, you know, do all the, the legend, you know, things and be on the, the legend show, walk the red carpet and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you know, we just, we not, we're not going to get that. And that was, that was crazy. You have 20 years of basketball, retired, and you know, want to be with his family. And, 
you know, tragedy stuff like that. You know, that's that's you know, that's ridiculous. That's that's what yeah, and it was like sad for me because it was like one of those things where like my thought process was like, damn, like imagine being on a plane knowing that it's going down and you're sitting there with your child and there's nothing you can do to save her. And it's just like the last moments on that plane for the two of them were probably terrifying. And I was like, I just hope and pray that she like passed away in his arms feeling somewhat safer than she would have felt had he not been on the plane with her. I read, you know? I read a report. I read a report saying that they, you know, I don't know how true it is, but I checked the sources and I really couldn't find any plausible source, but I did see it in a couple of different places. Apparently, when they, they, when they got the ring, that she, she was there, she was still like in a position where the like she was really gone. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't mean, I don't know how true that was. You know, like I hope it's true, but you know. I would imagine so, if he could get to her as a father. Yeah. Know. Yeah, definitely. But it's like one of those things, too, where I read something online that said um, him and his wife made a promise to each other that they would never fly together. So I read that article. It was like real deep, too. They talked about like how they never wanted to fly on the same plane together, not because of any other reason besides like if something like this were to happen, you know, somebody has to be left behind with the girls. So they never flew on a They would never fly on a, a flight together. You know, like they made sure that made, they made that promise to each other. that They would never do that. Um, and I thought that was really sweet, but also really sad at the same time, because it was like, man, like thinking about it, you know, like it just was, it was heartbreaking, you know, and it was like heartbreaking to lose Kobe, but then to turn around and find out that he lost his daughter with him. I think that kind of like, like the knife to the heart was Kobe. And then the twist of the knife was his daughter, you know, especially since like she was the one that was sort of carrying on his legacy a little bit, like, you know, in all the interviews, they'd be like Kobe, because he had four daughters. They'd be like, Kobe, you need a, you need a son, you need a son. And Gigi be like, calm down. I got this. Like, like, I got this. We good. Don't worry about it. You know, like, so it's really sad to kind of, when you think about the picture that way, like all the pictures of them online together are just like gorgeous father, daughter pictures. And like low key, I thought about you a little bit. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I thought about you and my other friend, Damien, who, you know, both have daughters and you guys dote on those daughters, like, you know, cause it's your job. Um, and it's like, I, I thought about you guys and I thought about how you guys were feeling and stuff like that. And I was just like, damn, like, that's crazy. Yeah, like that's, and that's, you know, that, that's the, what the main thing. Like, I thought more, I was more taken back by the tragedy of, you know, the father daughter situation, but the, the bad squad, uh, like the fact that, like, you know, uh, you may have a mother with three girls and they know their, you know, their mothers, they know daddy. You know, like, that's, that's crazy. And that, you know, for their family, that's not a situation where it's like, you know, oh, like they lost someone and they could try to move past and move forward. Like, she got to move out of LA. Like, <laughs> so she's not going to be able to get out of that. Like, she's going to see him everywhere. I don't think she's like, safe he, anywhere. Like, she can't go anywhere and not see Kobe's face. Like, right now. But, like, in LA, though, like, there's, yeah. like, just today, this happened, what, Sunday? It's Wednesday, and there's like three murals I've seen already on like of the two of them. There was a mural you know the saying? next day. I was like, how is that possible? Like art takes time. <laughs> it's like what? Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so that's what I'm saying. Like you you know, she's never that she can't get away from that. She's she's not getting away from that in her life. I mean you to know, be King and passing the arena, like I mean no, no, no. Anytime you see something purple, it's more like, uh, 
You know what I mean? Like, she can't. Like, Shoot, if we're being straight up, that's her husband. It doesn't matter where she goes. That thought is always going to be with her no matter what. You know, like, it doesn't matter low-key where she goes. Like, this, it's always going to be something that reminds you, you know, of the person that you lost. You know, not even just that. She's got that and she's got a daughter to think about, too. So there's all those things as well. You know, anytime she sees a mother-daughter, anytime she sees, like, it's going to be a thing. Like, no matter what, there's going to be you know, reminders, but I just, I hope that it's not going to, it's not going to fade. It's not going to go away. You know, I just hope that it gets to be bearable for them somehow, you know, whatever way or whatever that looks like, um, you know, but definitely rest in peace to, to the late great Kobe Bryant and to his daughter Gigi and to the other seven folks that were on the helicopter that crashed, you know, it's one last thing I'll say before we transition out of this and we, we transition into the other um, sort of quick takes is I saw a post and I shared it online that talked about how the world shifted off the energy of one human. And I was just like, damn, that's crazy. Because it was true. I mean, the same thing, realistically, the same thing happened when Nipsey Hussle died. When Nipsey died, the world shifted again. You know, you felt that. That reverberated across the United States and around the world. Like, there was murals for him the next day. Maybe, maybe not the world, but it, it reverberated. It made some ripples. Like it definitely made some ripples. Nip, Nip definitely shifted. If anything, he shifted the United States a little bit. Like, yeah. So, but I mean, in any case, like, it's just, it's interesting to think about the impact that one person can have on the world. You know, like you think you're just one person and then something like this tragedy happens and you really start to see the scope of the impact and the effect that you had on the people around you. And I think it's beautiful, but it's sad that it had to wait until, you know, we lost precious lives for that kind of sort of attention to be showered onto people. You know, we should love on people more. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, yeah, that's, that's, you know, like last year, that's, that's one thing I got from it. Like, you know, it bothers me that it's always a new situation where there's a death or something like that where people are like, oh, we should, you know, cherish your loved ones and move on. Like, you should kind of always cherish your loved ones. <laughs> just, not just when you're scared, they might not come home. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not you know, not with real true unconditional love, is, but whatever. You know, that's, you know, recipes and that. Um, did you get to see the commercial? I sent you the commercial. Yeah, no, I saw the commercial like a while ago. Um, I saw it a, a while ago when it first came out. And I, the for those folks that don't know, we're talking about the uh, Google Black History commercial that has recently gone viral. I just have a few things to say about that because I'm like, you know, commercials are advertisements for things. And I'm like, why does Google even have commercials? Like Google is like the standard, like, you know, like nobody's like, oh, let me go Bing that. Or let me go Yahoo that, you know, like if you have a question, you Google it. If you need something, you Google it. If you're looking for something, you Google it. Like Google is the go-to. So I'm like, Google it is a phrase. Google it is a phrase. It's like a verb now, you know, it's like Google it. Oh, I Googled it. You know, it was like, it's, it's, I'm like, so what the heck are y'all advertising? Like, I'm like, low key, I'm happy y'all did it because it's cool. And like, you know, yes, do that. But I'm like, Google has commercials? Who's like, who's wondering what you your services are? You gonna say you Google. You had to Google the Google commercial. Like, do we not yeah, realize like, how ridiculous that is? Like <laughs> this is redundant. You're wasting my time. Like, what is going on here? Like, that's no, what I thought was laughable. But Bing has commercials, Yahoo has commercials. They need them. Because people be like, What is Bing? What is Yahoo? People don't know what those things like people don't even have like i mean i'm probably one of the only people that still get a yahoo you know email but it's like there's no there's no like people that that are like oh i bing things like nobody's using internet explorer you know like it's it's one of those things where 
they need the advertisement because they're not the standard. They're not the majority. Like Google is Google. Like you don't question Google. Google is listening right now and they're about to send us like 52 ads about themselves. Like, <laughs> like they everywhere. Like, talk, talk about Google tonight? Well, guess what? Here's some, you know. Yeah. You know, I, think, I think with the influx of like the, um, what's the, 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 the home devices, the Google Speaks and the, you know what I'm saying, the Axeries and all that stuff. Like, so right, so you're saying like Google is the standard for like searching, but like, X theory has kind of become the standard for, you know, what? Like, I don't want to say for searches, but like, kind of like, not X theory, but like, hey, theory. Or like, I feel like, I feel like Alexa might be kind of taken over. I feel like more people are like, Alexa. I'm saying theory, but I'm thinking Alexa. Alexa, that's what I'm talking about. But you know, Google and Amazon are part of devices. Yeah. And then you have the ones that, you know, it's just like a tablet that you can just FaceTime on. I can't see the name of it. It's the, it's the Facebook tablet. It's the, um, it's the portal. Portal. Right, Facebook. the portal. Portal, right. So, like, they have competition. You know what I mean? It's not that they don't. They just, you know, they, they, Google has competition. You know, especially, and then you have to think about regionally, too. Like, you know, in our coast, in our region, that's the standard for what we do. But I'm pretty sure, you know, where they're shooting all these big commercials, here are people that use big. Bing is really the hell out of me, you know, but they get money because Bing has a contract with uh, Xbox, so the standard search engine on your Xbox when you go on the internet is Bing, and the standard search engine on most entertainment and game devices is Internet Explorer, so Google winning, but they probably ain't getting that big check, you know what I mean? They ain't getting them corporate checks they want. I still they, they, feel like... They heavy in the streets, but... They ain't really plugged in with the CEOs like they want to be. So I still feel like when you get to be a certain point or a certain size of a company, and when you get to be as sort of omnip- omnipresent, omnipresent, whatever the word is, ubiquitous. There's a good word for you. When you get to be as ubiquitous as go, go ahead so and Google that. Google that. You you can't go over. That's like the second or third. Big word out of you, you heard you, you, I you, you heard. <laughs> you, No, anyway. <laughs> but, like, when you get to be as big as a company like Google, you know, like, some the same way you don't see Perfect. advertisements for, like, Lexus and, like, you know, certain type of car brands. Like, people know the quality. People know what they're about. People know, like, it, you just have that, that connotation and that association associated with your brand. That's a good place to be. And I feel like Google is there. But I also feel like we're distracted because this is supposed to be about the Black History Month commercial. And not the relevance of how big Google is and Bing and Yahoo and all that. <laughs> I mean, I think that adds some some uh, uh, relevance to to what we're talking about because the you know the commercial shop you know people that seen it first people that seen the commercial people that seen the commercial it's basically a montage of like the most searched things on Google, but all of them just so happens to be black entertainers and black celebrities. Black leaders, like like the most, it says something like the most Googled uh, poet, and it's my engineer, the most Googled homecoming performance, and it's Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <clears throat> that yeah. whole thing. So, I mean, yeah, like to talk about how relevant and how important Google is, is important for that because who are they to say that if they're, you know, it wouldn't matter what their most searched stuff is unless they were not, you know, unless they were the, uh, the standard, as you call it. I'm gonna mess with you about that. 
so. Whatever, that's fine. But no, so I I think there was so there was actually a little bit of controversy um, regarding the commercial because people were like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, first of all, let us be great. But people were pissed off because Michael Jackson wasn't included. You know, they were like, you need to include the king of pop and like all of this stuff. And like, there was just a little bit of backlash from people who were like upset about certain people that showed up in the searches or whatever in the in the queues. Um, But I was like, you know, I kind of was like, eh, you know, dead on that. Like, I don't want to hear that because that commercial was everything. It was great. I loved it. (laughs) I feel like they were actually sad. You know? Yeah. Ain't nobody search on Michael Jackson. Not anymore, really. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, uh, unfortunately. Right. You know, speaking of not hitting uh, the same markets as before, switching over to the Grammys. Uh, yeah. So the Grammys had the lowest recorded viewership um, since 2008 or nine or something like that. I think it was 2009, back when Amy Winehouse's uh, "Rehab" was the number one single. To throw that into perspective, yeah, doesn't that feel like was that that long ago? Like, oh my, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that makes you feel super elderly. But anyway, um, that makes me, it makes me feel old when we talk about like people that died in like the early two thousands. Like, the early two thousands makes me feel old. Like hearing the word yeah. early two thousands makes me feel old. Because <laughs> we definitely like we in the twenty twenties, bro. Like, yeah, what? Like, can you remember? Like, you remember talking about twenty the year twenty twenty in school as if it's just Far off, abstract, like you're supposed to have flying cars at this point, like mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like yeah. But yeah, but like like any any celebrity, any celebrity, never any celebrity that passed like before 2010, like it to me feels like it just happened. But it was like no, that was like ten years ago. I but still like, think the 1980s was like was like like 10 years 20 years ago or something crazy like that it like it's not <laughs> it's like i'm having trouble with that <laughs> like when you hear like 80 like rap it's like yo this is really old it's like, <laughs> like no it's not and you're like yes it is oh no you start doing the math like yo like like but like artists like uh like rock king and like eric b and like uh you know, Eric Sermon, EPMD, like even Red and Meth, like you hear like songs from them now, and like, yo, this is like, to me, I'm like, oh, this is a classic, classic hip hop, but it's like, no, this is like, just a classic. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, you gotta stop, like, what station I'm listening to? It's like a, you know, because how, why are they playing this? You know, like, and you get, you get like low key mad when you hear the, you know, oh, throwback, and then they hear all the, the like- hype up for it. And then you hear the is song, throwback. Like, I still listen to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm insulted. I just listened to this yesterday. Like it's a throwback. Like no. But no, you definitely shout the Google man for big enough black folks. I always think it's cool, not when uh major companies like that do promos and campaigns or something like that. Of course, you gotta you know look at it with green thought. Think like, well, you just want my money. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get like, it regardless. Like, right. You know what I mean? So, like, you're going to get paid. You're going to get your check. The fact that you want to shout out, out you knowing that the white folks in there when you do that. That's the Listen, they going to get it by hook or by crook. So, <laughs> it's one way or the other. <laughs> but, like McDonald's, too. Like, yo, I follow McDonald's on Twitter. So, you got you to gotta see something <clears> deep. 
for some of the retweets and some of the stuff that these people make out of. And Wendy's too. I and only watch them for the the bit the, the battles because they be hilarious. Like I'm so glad but we live in a time where our fast foods. I know. It's great. Like they still throwing shots. Like I seen one other day where uh somebody post they tweeted a picture at uh the Wendy's account of like this truck that had like the McDonald's logo on it. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, What do you call this? And the Wendy's was like a trash truck? Like with <laughs> Garbage truck? Like, yo, like, bruh, like, dropping them a mixtape or leave it alone. Oh, can you remember when Wendy's had a mixtape? Oh, my God. It was hard enough. Was that not an exciting time for hip hop, though? <laughs> we did. We totally did. We did. I mean, it got like one star, but still. Yo, like, that truck, like, that, I mean, our fast food chain dropped an album. Like, come on now, what a time to be alive. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Ah, that's hilarious. Anyway, um, on to the the next. So the Grammys, again, lowest turnout or lowest tune in, I suppose I should call it, um, since 2009. We got super digressed on that one. We went straight back. We were like, 2009. Um, But yeah, so apparently not a lot of people tuned into the Grammys, uh, yourself and myself included. We, But we have a history. Like at this point, I think it's principal. We always miss the award shows. Like it's just what we do. Um. But no, I think so I miss more award shows now because yeah. I'm supposed to pay attention to them when they come out. I know, right? Than before. Like before, I would catch it on TV. Like, oh, that's right, it is the BET Awards, and I was just being watching. Like now, I just don't even know the day that it's coming on. I feel like they don't be promoting them no more. Like we used to see them on like the TV Guide channel and stuff, and like it'd be like you know whatever. Like, like I don't know. When the last time you like watch TV? Yeah, we stream everything now. But it'd be like, I don't know what's going on. So all of a sudden I start seeing my timeline on like Facebook or something be flooded with like, oh, Grammys, Lizzo did that. I'm like, what did Lizzo do? Lizzo did what? <laughs> I don't be paying no attention. I'm like, damn, man, the Grammys is on. I actually, I actually texted us early and I was like, yo, the Grammys is on and we still didn't watch it. I try, man. I be trying. Like they come on at stupid times too. Like everybody like watching this. It's Sunday. It's power. Come on now. You know what though? Like I, I and I said this on the show before though. Like I feel like award shows are are phasing out. Like yeah, because like it's you know for one now that we're streaming everything and everything is you know when music has changed its format, the the way they grade them as far as awards has. Yeah. They just added like one or two awards. Oh, you got the internet award, the social media award. You know what I'm saying? But they but they're not the prominent awards, it's just the add on. And then like with so much stuff, you know, coming out and so many controversial things about oh, you know, this academy doesn't appreciate black people and when's the last time a black person was nominated? When's the last time a person of color was nominated? You gotta go deeper and be like, Has an Asian person ever been nominated? Has Hispanic <laughs> ever been nominated? You know what I mean? Like and then they give us one, and then they go back to like, no, like, like, like. It's like, yo, like, people get tired of looking at it, and people get tired of hearing about it. And then even the celebrities are like, yeah, I'm not even going. Like, I'm not going, because they don't, you know. Then, like, we don't, like, that, you know, that grows. And granted, it took a while, but I would argue that next year is going to be even worse. I mean, I we get closer. We're getting closer and closer to a digital uh, award show. I mean, look, they don't even have hosts anymore. Like, Kevin Hart kind of sparked and changed history with him, them pulling him off the Oscars, I think it was, or whatever, yeah, or the Golden Globes, or whatever it was that he was supposed to host, and going hostless, 
now that's sort of like the thing. Because, I mean, a lot of times people don't really care about the host. You know, like nobody wants to hear the five or ten minute monologue that you have to do. Like, get into this, these awards so we can maybe get out of here at a reasonable hour. You know, like, right. it's it's one of those things where the host was kind of just in the way a little bit. Um, and now we're starting to move even away to war, away from that. So it's like, you know, where are we going to be next year? You know, it might be digital. Like, sh- we're streaming the awards now, you know? Like, it could be something like that. But um, I will say this. I did catch the, like, the highlight reel, I guess, when it was, like, it goes over, like, all the winners of the different categories. And, like, Billie Eilish and, like, Lizzo swept the Grammys. Like, it was ridiculous. I think, like, Billie Eilish won, like, like five, six something. She had a whole, like, she had a, she couldn't even hold them all. She had so many Grammys. So it was, like, at that point that I was, like, well, damn, maybe I should, like, listen to this girl music. Like, you don't get six or seven Grammys in one night if you ain't making something. Like, something got to appeal to me. You know what I mean? Like, she got to hit something. And so I downloaded her last two albums, I think the most recent one and the one right before it. Um, And I was, like, I don't know. I have like mixed reviews, you know, like I'm like, mm, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely <laughs> poppy. Like it's not my cup of tea, you know, like even bad guy. I was like, listen, and I, I like specifically put a post up on Facebook and everyone's like, go listen to this, go listen to that, listen to this song. And I listened to all of them joints. And I was like, um, <laughs> I'll tell you this, that, that album, one of them albums put me straight to sleep on the subway. I mean, she's got like a very bad, like bedroom esque voice. It's very like heavy <laughs> and like real James Earl Jonesy ish, like you know, like real just like bedtime story. And she sings like lullaby ish, you know, like uh, whatever. But like, I was like, hey, this is this is great sleeping music. And I kind of fell asleep to her album on the train, and I felt really bad, but I didn't at the same time because I'm like, you did this, I didn't do this. But um. I mean, it was it was one thing where I can say, you know, kudos to the Grammys because it made me like interested. And I was like, I should check this person out because I'm seeing that they're winning all of these awards. And I'm like, so somebody has to be voting for her. So I'm like, she's got to be doing something right. Let me check out her albums. And I did. So I was like, I kind of feel like that's the point, you know, like to spark interest in new artists that you may not have heard about. So I did. I, I dived into the, the Billie Eilish, you know, discography for a few and dived back out again. Um, and... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so like, I, I, I like her. You know, I don't I like hate it. Show. It just was not my like. I wouldn't be like, oh, let me get that new Billy Irish. Like, it just was something that I'm like, I did it. <laughs> like, I, I listened to it. I acknowledged it. I'm like, okay, this is the hype. And then I, you know, put it back into the the archives of my my iTunes playlist library. And that was about I'm it. I'm not I, like call me weird, call whatever you want, but I try not to get into like the hype of like the Caucasian artists a lot of times because yeah. in most cases the reason why there's so much hype behind them is because they are appropriating so well. But she's not though. Like I don't think she No, is. I don't think no, I don't think she is. I'm just saying in those in, in most cases that's to me. Like and, and then it don't even always be appropriation. It could just necessarily be perceived appropriation. Like what it does. Like she has an amazing voice. But people say like, oh, like she sounds like she sounds even black. I'm trying to do it, even black. I'm trying to do it. Like, yo, no, like, she just has this really dope. Damn, that's voice. her voice. Like, dang. Like, I'm sorry, she don't sing white, but you know what I mean. Like, that's just what she sounds like, you know. But like, you know, with Adele, Macklemore, what was the other guy? Bobby Caldwell. 
Like, there's a lot of them I just kind of like, mm. like, I, I, I might eventually listen to them, but, like, and, and Mac Miller, who we talked about him tonight, too, like, I might eventually end up listening to that artist, but when they photos come out and they're like, oh, this is the new, this is the new, I'm just like, mm-hmm. right, sure. Whatever. Yeah. And then, like, try to get music from the Grammys. I did that one year with, um, the year that I feel like SZA got snuffed. And it was uh, Alicia Carr that won, like, all they would, like, over her or whatever the case may be. And I had seen her in concert. She had opened up for One Direction or Five Seconds of Summer. Somebody. Somebody yeah. she opened up for it after the concert. And, um, like, I liked her. But, you know, for me, I feel like a lot of times you might like an artist perform and then go home and listen to the album. You're like, oh, this song was kind of crappy. I'm probably supporting it that way. You know what I mean? Like, and so, like, with her, like, I had seen her perform, listened to a couple of joints from her, and then she just kind of, like, faded, faded away. When she won all the, all the Grammys, I was like, oh, like, her album was dope. And I listened to it, and I was like, mm, ain't that good. Like, and I, you know, that was like, oh, okay, so, that, you know, this, this more, more and more tells me that the Grammys just kind of don't, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, they don't highlight my cup of tea of music, so I'm not really going to say that. Anymore. Like, I was just talking to, I literally was just having this conversation today about how, you know, part of the issue with awards is that we end up, like, black people always gotta have our own. Like, it'd be this, and then it'd be, oh, we wanna do black black. Or, like, Twitter, we wanna do black people. Like, it's like, well, you know, the idea of it is for this to be for everybody. And we're not being treated as such, like, it is for everybody. That's part of the world, we gotta be our own. But, like, we should, you know, that's, like, that's ultimately what it is. So, like, with the BET Awards, like, if you lessen, you know, they have basically lessened the value of a BET Award. So, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's nothing in comparison to a Billboard Music Award, an MTV Award, or a Grammy. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you can win 10 BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could be a 10-time BET Award nominee. Like That just don't even sound as good. Nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like, it hurts my feelings like, a little. <laughs> you know, like, but, but did you even go to the BET Awards and receive the award? No, you did it via satellite. So, bye. You know the ten-time like, BET anybody, Award winner. Like, yo, I don't think anybody really watched has watched like a BET Award since like AJ they and Free hosted Jackson, it. <laughs> they did that like the Michael Jackson tribute, and yeah. even before then, it was a while. I think the only reason we watched it then was to see what they were going to do for Mike. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. that was such a crap show that it was like, yo, we, this is why we stopped watching this. Like, this like, is why we don't mess with y'all. Dag on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I've tuned out of award shows. If I have a reason to watch, like, I like watching for the performances, but then I don't have to watch because I can catch the performances later. So, like, yeah. I don't, I, you know, whatever. Bye, Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, I never, I never watch them. Like, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Like, I and it'll, it'll be like three hours long. I feel like, oh, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this for like. And I saw actually one of the hosts on the station, um, um, for TV channeling. They were talking about their like top five something, and I just remember the conversation was hysterical because Kevin was like, nobody cares about the sound and the score and all the da-da-da-da. Like, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares who the best caterer for a movie was, you know? Like, I was like, damn, it's crazy because we don't. (laughs) But they were getting into this big argument about how, like, 
you know, sound and the background and stuff matters. And of course it does, but it's like, do we really want to see that in an award show? Not that much. Like we're really only here for the main, the main event. Like we're here for album of the year, artist of the year, you know, single of the year, hip hop, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like nobody cares about, you know, best, I don't know. I'm trying to like best costumes, whatever. Like, no, what? Get out of here with that. Like mail them their awards so we can move on with our day. Um, but that's essentially what their conversation was about and it was hysterical because I was like I kind of agree but I don't at the same time because I know that those are important roles but I also am like I don't want to see them either um so it's kind of really hard for me to to pick a side but I just thought it was funny because I'm like you know you're right like and most people aren't watching the awards they're just kind of getting live-ish updates like you DVR it and then you kind of go through and you could fast forward to the commercials, fast forward to the monologues and then get to like the performances and the awards and then keep it moving. Um, so that's kind of like, that's why I'm like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we moved to a streaming award service or award ceremony platform, like within the next two to three years. I don't want to do that. Just, <laughs> just be done with it. Everybody mail me, mail me my certificate. Like, I don't care. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Cause like it like it's not like it's it's a award it's a weird situation with them because like you get it and it's then you know, like it's like with the Oscar, like you get Oscar nominated or Oscar award winning and then I and then they have to pay you more to hire you. So like that's all it really kinda is, you know, this you know I don't wanna I'm I'm trying to think of another word other than celebration. Like, because you're not really hot like you're not really highlighting that person because it's a well-known fact that most of the time the people who deserve this award don't get it. Like, look how yeah. long Leo took to get, you know what I mean? That was like, crazy. Like, Leonardo Leo DiCaprio should have like, been I mean, had to fight a bear. You know what I mean? Like, and lose. Like, <laughs> you know, like, bruh, like, like, damn, you know what I mean? And that was a rough scene, man. If you didn't see the the revenant and you didn't see that bear scene, that was probably one of the most gruesome scenes I've ever seen in my life. I was like, golly, this bear don't quit. Oh my lord! I watched the movie. What you see him fight the bear? Mm. I I couldn't tell you what that movie was about. I don't care nothing about it. I know Leo for the bear. Somebody broke their leg and like got left in a snowbank or something. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I just remember I'm like, dang, I was like, yeah, and that's that's somebody who like totally deserved to have an Oscar, Grammy, all that, like way from the beginning, because he's been putting out dope movies, like amazing movies. Um, and he just was like, like, I don't know, it's you know And he's like, Nah, you cool. And he Not just like cool. every year, you know, he'd be in these categories and every year he'd be losing and every year he just still make bomb movies. <laughs> I would be like <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, just... They gotta do it, you know, it's like, bro, like... I don't really mean this clap. I don't mean any of these claps. None of them. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, so anyway, I mean, at the end of the day, I downloaded some Billie Eilish songs. I shouted out Lizzo because I was like, good job. And then I kept it moving, and that was, like, the extent of my Grammys. I watched nothing else. I think I saw the uh, Kobe tribute that Alicia Keys did with Boys to Men real quick, and then that was it. And that was it. They opened the show with that, I believe. And that was, that was it from there. I was like, I'm all set here. But yeah, so that was that. I'm proud of Lizzo. Shout out to her for cleaning up. Yeah, we man. Discovered, we discovered her. We discovered her. We did. Like, you heard it here first. Well, and I and I, I clowned mean, you for liking her, too. Because I was like, I what? Is she a big John? You did. But, you did. But 
I'll let you, you know, we did it. No, 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 no. So you got it. You discovered her because I remember I was clowning you for her. I was like, the only reason you like this girl is because she's half naked on her album cover. I remember I gave you a hard time about that. And you were like, no, she actually has good music. And I was like, yo, okay. Right. And, <laughs> and then, then I. And then a week later, you was like, wow, man. Hey. <laughs> I'm over her now, though. Like, I really am. Like, I'm, 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 I'm like low key over her. Mm. I keep scrolling my timeline and seeing her naked. She's oversaturated. She's oversaturated yeah, in the industry. Like, I had to stop following her because she was just naked. On every cover, we're not gonna go into I'm that. Like, That's a conversation for another big. day. How to be a big cool, like, go model for Lane Bryant and get out of my face. Like, why you, like, That's, like come on, like, you're doing way too much. That's a conversation for another the, day. Yeah, like, the whole booty at the NBA game is like, I'm not even going to touch that one because I could go off for a long time about that conversation. Um, so anyway. What are you listening to this week? What am I listening to this week? What did I tell you was my song? Oh, 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 the Usher and LMA song, Don't Waste My Time. I don't know why. Like, there just be these songs. Like, there'd be like one line in a song that stick in my head and I'd be like, I have to listen to this song 57,000 more times. And then that's, that's what I do. <laughs> so right now, that's that Usher LMA song called uh, Don't Waste My Time. And they have a sample in there too. It's uh I think it's I like. Um by Guy. What Yeah, I'm pretty sure the beginning sample of that song is I like by Guy, because it starts off with a doo doo doo. You know, so like, ah yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh Yeah. Ooh, I'm surprised you didn't listen to it already. I because I've been, you know, listening to uh the song that I'm Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So it was, I was close. It was high five. I like the way. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because you know, when I, um, when, when we review albums, like, it's typically, it's basically me listening to two albums. Like, I'm listening to the one we're reviewing, and I got to listen to the album before that one. So, like, I'm sorry. One of my friends just commented on my Facebook page that just said, Billie Eilish is better than Lizzo. And I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> I had a visceral reaction to that. I was like, I know we over Lizzo, but like, can't even I swallow that one. I would not go that far. Yeah. I was like, eh, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I had to put that one out there because I just thought that was a little, a little crazy. I was like, uh, whoa, hey now. Well, I mean, the people that can see you, you made your face, you had to explain that one. I was like, can't nobody see me. It's just us in here. It's just us in here. Ain't nobody in here but us. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. People on air who are listening on the radio station app, I'm dancing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just pretend I'm dancing in your head. Um, you know what I like. Watch the shimmy. You know what I look like. Just imagine me just, just pretend I'm shimmy. I'm shimmy <laughs> real hard. <laughs> Shooting real hard. I'm shooting forward and I'm shooting back. <laughs> Neither one of us look like we're shimmying either. We both look like we're just like moving back and forth <laughs> to the microphones. I, just, I got some. I know my shoulder all banged up, but I got some. Anyway. You just look like you're flexing your chest out. Like, I don't really <laughs> see nothing. Like. So I'm listening to. Um, 
No, I got so I got two. Um, one is like relatively new. One is like kind of newish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they knew to me. They're not new, new, but they knew like <laughs> they knew. They knew. They newish. So, uh, little baby, something to prove. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm preference this one, right? So you got little baby, and you got the baby, right? And baby, old school baby, yeah. Old school baby. Now, when now the first one I heard of was Lil Baby, because he had the Yes Indeed joint. Yes Indeed. Ooh, right? ooh, mm, 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 mm. Then I had, I don't even think that's the rhythm you It's not, but that was my song. <laughs> okay. Shut up. Anyway, and then the Baby came out. And I think the first joint I probably heard from him was, um, Either Shug or, Ooh, or Baby mm. One of those. Mm. So I'm like, alright. And I said, damn, like, you know, so you got these two baby dudes in the game. They probably at some point won't feud or beef or whatever the case may be. And then I heard a song, I think it was produced by DJ Mustard, with both of them together. So I was like, What song? Oh. What song? Is it Ballin'? No, I think it's called like Baby on like Aww. Baby on Baby or Baby. You baby, something like that. It has baby in the title. I be listening to some real ratchet, crappy songs, and I just be listening to those on replay, but I don't be giving them no props on the air, so. Listen, as long as you, it's called, actually, it's called Baby. The song's called Baby, and it's produced by Quality Control. But I it's a dope track. It's a really dope song. I mean, oh, okay. So they ain't even, you know what I'm saying? They ain't even hating on each other. They gonna do songs together, that's what's up. So, and then the baby blew up. Like, all you heard was the baby everywhere should. That's everywhere. because he was cute. Like, and know. all the girls blew him up because they think he's cute. What do you... What, anyway, so... I said all the girls. I didn't say me. And then the baby blew up. So I was like, man. That's I mean, a little baby probably ain't gonna come out with nothing, nothing too crazy. He's probably gonna fade off in the background. And then I heard this something to prove, y'all. And I was like, yo. Like, he just ran that job. Like... And, you know, to rappers, all the rappers that are listening, the civilians that are listening, when you hear somebody say, when you hear a rapper say, like, they ran the track, or they ran that joint or something like that, like, they they body it. Like, the lyrics, they flowing on it, they, they just, they they made that track, it's, it's ladies' friends. But this is and by like, Lil he, Baby and not The Baby. Baby. Yeah, it's by Lil Baby. It's called... Some, some to Prove. Some to Prove, yeah. I've been banging that. You know what I've been Non-stop. listening to? Nonstop. It's like, my ra- it's my ratchet pleasure. That and um, you probably know this one, Roddy Rich, the box. Oh, I don't like that one that much. Uh, it, it 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 it's just stuck. I hear it everywhere, and it's just stuck in my head. I think I think it's probably because the first time I heard it, I was drinking, and you know how sometimes when you hear a new song when you're drunk, you feel like you just discovered it, even though you were in a room full of people, like. <laughs> And you just have this weird connection with the song. Like, that's how I felt about that song. Every time I hear it, I just start, yo, I love that. That's my, that's my drink. So that's what I'm listening to. Right I be like, I, put, I listen to that, that balling song. Put that new 40 on the Jeep. Drive it to the I be in my car. So I like, I fell in love with that song and got tired of it real fast because my neighbor plays it on repeat. Like, Okay. I think I think I think low key it's a, it's a female neighbor and she probably just gets dressed to it in the morning. I hear it every morning. Like she 
The other one, I'd be like, oh, see, shorty out here trying to be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, yeah, really crappy songs. Like, <laughs> shout out to, uh, Shout out to Stranger. Ain't from Philly. I'll shout you. PMB Rock. PMB Rock. Shout out to PMB Rock. I'll shout you in Philly. Shout out. Didn't work. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so those are the songs that we rock into. Um, That's a lot. We kind of listed out a lot of songs right there. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. Girl, you out here trying to be my wife. I'm not gonna say the rest on the air. I'm not gonna say the rest on the air because it's inappropriate. Anyway, anyway, I feel free to rock out to those songs with us as well as these two albums that we're about to quickly review. So we'll start with Mac Miller. (laughs) So how do we? I feel like I feel like we both kind of picked these. I mean, first of all, I told you about maybe both of them. Both of them. But I let you have Eminem. I was like, you could have Eminem as your album, but just remember that I sent you this because you ain't yeah, even know you ain't even know about Mac. I need you. I need you to understand something. Okay? Usually, when a, a dope album like this drops, I I know I have like ten seconds before I have to message you and tell you it's my pick for the review before you tell me it's your pick. I mean, we already know if it's a Wale album, automatically dibs by default. Wale well, and J. Cole, I mean, period. We're not getting any more Wale albums. That's what he says, but I don't believe him. <laughs> still, um, still best album in 2019. But yeah, so Mac dropped an album, and then I believe, because I was waiting for the Mac album for a minute, because I saw that like on Apple Music, I was like, ooh, Mac's about to drop an album. They were like, it's going to drop sometime next week, and I was like, snap, all right. So then I sent you the screenshot. I was like, yo, Mac about to drop an album posthumously. And I was like, oh, snap. So then I was like, okay, cool. And that dropped. And I was like, yeah. And then it was like the next day, Eminem dropped a surprise album. There was no promotion or any, any hint that this was coming. And it was just like all of a sudden, bang, Eminem album in my Apple music. I was like. But didn't you like know it was going to be hot though? I mean, I like, kind of like, did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew, like, from the moment you heard, like, Eminem just dropped the album, it was like... Like, uh, I'm not even like, ready. Like, had a whole different feeling from, like, Kamikaze. Like, it was yeah, just, man. You had a different vibe. And he's like, what's the call? Like, we just being murdered by it. I was like, he's gonna kill it! Right, right. <laughs> like, right. But anyway, so let's start with Mac. Let's start with Mac. Let's start with Mac. So, first of all... We were talking earlier today, and I was surprised that you had never heard Mac's tracks before. My first, like I told you, my first introduction to Mac Miller was Kids. That was one of the first albums that he dropped, and it was so dope. Like, it gave us Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. It gave us, you know, Nikes on my feet. Make the cypher complete. Like, oh, man, it gave us a bunch of, like, really dope tracks. You a hater. A bunch of really dope tracks. Really good, like, the bar is, that's not so much no, it's Nike's on my feet. Make my cipher complete. I mean, Mac, little one flipped it and say it's your own way, but that's a Jay Z line. But, okay. but Mac flipped it and did his thing with it, okay? And he made a song out of it. And it was really great. Anyway, so Kids came out, but it's not on any streaming platforms. So you have to like go to YouTube or like find other ways to get it illegally. Um, but that was my first introduction to Mac, and I remember like I was like, Dad, I really like, I really like him. Like he's actually kind of cool. Like I never smoked. 
but he's definitely music you listen to when you're high. And I was like, even then, when I first got introduced, I knew it. I was like, this is definitely like smoker music. Like this and the internet. The internet is another people, like another group that I'm just like, oh, you got to smoke when you listen to this. Cause like, I don't mm. smoke, but I feel mm. like I'm supposed to be smoking to listen to this. Like, mm. you know, they're, they're, mm. they're the type of, they're the kind of albums that they make. And that's what you do with no sir absolutely not you did not oh, you always try to be taking credit from the, no like with that no. special um what is it called special, special affair like, yeah I you don't like even I know the that. words that's how i know you ain't put I me onto it you didn't i feel like i did you okay. didn't all right anyway so mac drops another album posthumously it seems like it's a collection of his work that um you know hit the cutting room floor a little bit that didn't make it to his last album uh swimming which I thought Swimming was a really great album. But, um, you know, this seemed like a continuation of that, to be honest with you. Like, it felt like Swimming ended and Circles picked up. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like a lot of these tracks were similar to what you would hear on Swimming. I didn't hear much of a difference lyrically. I mean, obviously, you know, he's passed away at this point. So it's like, you know, we're getting what we got. Um, And I was happy to have any new music because I remember Swimming came out and I immediately, and to this day, I'm still obsessed with the 2009 track because I saw that on NPR's Tiny Desk. And I just remember, like, I saw that right after he passed away and I was like, wow. Like, I just remember being like, that track was super duper predictive of, like, what was happening to him. Um, But it was also just really dope. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went and got the whole album and I liked it. But I felt like listening to Circles was a lot of the same thing. Um, Now, don't get me wrong, I liked it. But I just felt like it wasn't much of a difference, you know. But like I said, it's also not brand new music that he's been working on. This is like stuff that they pulled from his catalog that was previously unreleased. So it's like you can't really be too hard on it and too picky because it's not like, hey, he worked and put out a brand new album and this is what we got. It was more like, hey, this is stuff that we picked that he hadn't released yet. We're going to put it together on an album. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to take it. You have to take the album with a little bit of a grain of salt because it wasn't something he was actively working on. These were tracks that never made it to his albums in the first place. And they may have not made it for reasons that we don't know. And we'll never know. Right. Like, so, you got the sense, like, of, of, with a couple of them, like, you kind of can tell, like, oh, I guess this is, like, this is okay, but this is probably why I didn't make the album, because it's not yeah. that strong of a track. Like, you know, like, when, like, you know, I, like, you know, I've said several times, like, when I listen to when we do these reviews, like, I usually listen to the album right before the one where you get great review. Because you have to hear the growth and, you know, and the artists from album to album. And that was, you know, I was going back and forth about how I was going to word that and how I was going to do that with this album because, you know, we did Tragedy Fast Away a few years ago. And it's like, just what, you know, like you said, it wasn't new music, it wasn't stuff he was working on. It was just mainly, you know, unreleased tracks from his previous project. I do feel like, though, with, I don't know, with some journeys, like, he kind of had the sense of, like, the direction he was trying, he was going in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you heard some maturity in some of the songs, and then some of them, you're right, it was just like a complete continuation from the previous project. Like, and like, you know, by, by previous projects, so I'm talking about Swimming. And um, I thought that was a really dope album. That was my first experience with Mac, Mac Miller. I'm, I keep getting called Mac Miller. I'm be honest with people out there, like, I've heard songs from him here and there, but I was not a fan. You know, at the at the very least, I wasn't like you know waiting for a new drink that came out or whatever. I just happened to hear the drink at the radio here and there, and I liked it. But like, he was another artist that 
had a lot of hype behind him when he first came out, and I was just like, oh, so I'm not going to say that anymore. I'll wait. You just you know, hate right, her to, so, I hate her to be hating. It's not about hate. I don't, like, I want to be able to listen to something and like it because I like it or enjoy it because I enjoy it and not like it because I don't like it. I don't want that already built in pressure of, this is the greatest song of all time. When you listen to it, you should feel like it's the greatest song of all time. Like, I, like, I hate <clears throat> I hate that. <laughs> they do that with movies a lot. Like, oh, this is the best epic since Indiana Jones. And it's like, no, it really wasn't that good. Like, did you actually see the movie when you wrote this? Like, or did, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you do that with a lot of artists and a lot of music. And Mac Miller was one of those artists that got that, that huge pop. He was being endorsed by everybody. And like, so like, Swim, you know, Swim to me was a really dope album. I didn't know that his music was Swim. I didn't know it was like, get high and buy a bottle. Swim was good. But it's definitely like background noise. Like you could definitely listen to like three or four songs and not even realize that the song's good. Like and with this, you know, with this one with circles, because of the fact that it was like, you know, collecting music and was so choppy, you couldn't hear it and get that vibe. Whereas yeah. you could like kind of sit it was portions of the album where you could sit through like three or four tracks and I like, kind of vibe out. And then one would come in that would kinda of, like like break the mood a bit. Either of us, whether it was the flow or the production or whatever, it just kind of takes you out of it. I will say this though, and this is probably because it's a posthumous album, but the production was solid. Like, in comparison to the previous project, like, whoever he got producing that one or whoever, you know, his people got to produce that last project, like, uh, like, like, this project was really, really well produced. I don't know about what engineer because you know the, the music in me hears you know little idiosyncrasies and issues in the mixing process, <laughs> but you know overall it was definitely a good album. I added a couple drinks to my favorites, you know, that I'm probably going to listen to past today. It was very, it was very creepy because like you felt like, like I felt like all of it, like it's like especially because of how I was. Like swimming, he was like predicting a hell lot of like his demise. Like he just knew, like at the rate I'm going, I'm going to die soon. And then in this one, it was kind of like he was dead, (laughs) and he was talking to you from the great beyond. Like yeah, but like it was one like 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 the joint circles that we were talking about. Like it sounded like he was talking to us from a cloud in heaven. Like I'm alright, so this is all the stuff that I see up here. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, like, it had that very, like, that weird vibe of, like, as if he was, you know what I mean? He's just your relative, your cousin or somebody that was trying to console you at the funeral. Like, it was, like, very, like, it had a very, very weird post-human vibe to it, like. And then, to me, like, you know, to kind of comment on him as an artist, because, you know, it was my first time listening, he definitely sounds a lot like J. Cole to me. Like, he sounds like if J. Cole were, like, committed to singing more than rapping. And, I, like, and I'm, I'm saying that, you know, for a fact, because by listening to this album, I, like, had a brief intermission and listened to a parent and, like, a couple of jerks from Cole, cause just because just the vibe that it put me in, because I felt like I was listening to J. Cole. And then there was some part where the way he was singing, the way he was coming off the flow, and I, I couldn't wait to say this, I know you were laughing. 
you know the grandpa from Family Guy, the one that like be like plotting on Chris. You know, <laughs> like, like, old guy? Yeah, it was portions where I no lie, he sounded like him. Like he sounded like he was thinking, or he did. And like that, and like I had to break out of that because it completely took me out of it every time I heard him. Like I he sounded like that old dude. And like, um, but his music is very, very with Khalifa without the the party. You know what I'm saying? Like you just feel like all of his videos are like in somebody's mom's house while she's at work, completely smoked out, with people passed out all over the place. Not a lot of people though. Like it's like four or five like you. <laughs> Somebody that it's a very like specific description. Like, I'm serious. Like this it just sounds like like you just hear tie dye. <laughs> like and trippy, you know, like you know, like that's like that's what his music makes me feel like. It was a dope album. I definitely, you know, definitely a dope album. One of the better ones that we were on the show, but Alright, so on a scale of one to five, what are you giving it? Well, I got to go first. Because uh, Swing that back on you. Nah. No, I already asked you to do, like, no. Um, I gave it a, uh, I gave it a three. You always give everything a three. Alright, so I'll give it the real score. I was getting ready to give it. Two I didn't try not to be mean. 2.5, yeah? You just rude. Yeah, and look, and listen, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like he grew much. A lot of the music was the same. I mean, I mean he's he dead. He, he right, like that's what I'm saying. Like you, I can't really review it, so it gets a three. It was cool, a solid album. Cause I, man, you even hard on the ghosts. Sheesh. Dude, I have to start all the way back at the bottom. I gave Wale a five. <laughs> like, and you'll never let us live that down. You act right. like you gave him like a Grammy or something. Yeah, calm down. That's like a Grammy to me. I've never. There's only two albums on the show that I've given five. Jay Z and Kendrick. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, Wale gets that third five. That's you know it's a big deal to me. What'd you okay. give? Okay. Um, I gave it a three point five because I liked it. And it mellows me out when I'm on the train. Okay. So for me, it was relaxing. It was nice, like, like vibe, like drive music on a highway, on a long stretch of highway. Like, again, re- reiterating, I don't smoke, but like, it's definitely like chill out, relax out music. Huh? I don't know. It's a video online today. Nah, there ain't. You, uh, you might not smoke, but you don't eat I had an edible. I did. I had a bad experience. And I'll never do it again. <laughs> Nobody told me that I shouldn't start my first time with an edible, okay? Nobody told me or warned me. They just let me have the whole cookie. And then yeah, I was you floating. Can't, you can't control the edible. First of all, you ain't going to eat the whole thing. I didn't. I only ate a fraction. We're not going into my experience with edibles, okay? We're not going to do this. <laughs> I only uh, ate a small piece. So, that's <laughs> That's what happens when you review a Mac Miller album. You gotta talk about weed, okay? It happens. I'm just saying. So, and let me ask you this though: What's the what's the probability that you're going to re-listen to this album? Because I get the same thing from swimming as this album. I can literally just swap songs from both of them and listen to the album. 
I mean, it just depends on when's my next long road trip, because this is road trip music for me. So, I mean, probability is, you know, semi-likely that I'll grab a couple tracks off of it. Don't drive to this music. You drive off the music. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. I know if I had played this music during my edible experience, I probably would have been tripping out even more. I'd been, like, reading over the reading rainbow or something, like, looking at LeVar Burton, like, the more you know, just tripping. You might have actually know about it, you never know. No, I probably would have been even more crazy. Like, is this music really slow? <laughs> yeah. Is this slow? Is he singing right Am I hearing slower? <laughs> like, what is this? What is music? I can taste the music. Am I supposed to be able to taste music? Yeah, like, I was tripping. I was losing my life. I will never again have a piece of edible cookie. That's also. another thing about him, too. Like, I, I probably would call him a singer. I wouldn't call him a rapper. I don't know if I call him a singer. I, I would, I would call him more of a singer than a rapper. I think he's both. It depends on the album, you know, because like he rapped on kids, and he sang on swimming, in this one. Yeah. So. See now, maybe I gotta go back and listen to kids. I'm telling you, go listen to kids. I think you're gonna like it. Like kids is Wiz Khalifa with the party. Okay. Yes. And then I think he hit some Ariana Grande stuff. And love kind of took him out the game a little bit. And then he got real, like, into the singing, like you said, and, and real kind of, you know, no more party. And I think that's what happened. But anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. She met a big show on her, too, didn't she? What? Yeah, she met a big show on her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Big Sean came out with that single again song. Like, he's like, I'm done with this. I'm better off by myself. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about Ariana Grande too. She's not. Uh, what are you doing talking about that? Because she's not. Um, like, like off the top of your head, what race do you think she is? Spanish or something? No. Probably because her name is Grande. That's really racist. Right. Uh-huh. She's, she's, she's Italian. Oh yeah. Okay. She doesn't she's, seem Italian. White. Yeah, it seems weird. Right, like, right. <laughs> but she's a, but like, she's a pop singer though. So like, yeah. But she's not like the pop, like the white girl pop singer you would think about when you think white girl pop singer. Yeah, you you're put right. Put her with like Selena Gomez and like J Lo and Cat, Cat Damone. I think it's like that. Cat Damone, Oh, oops, that was out loud. Anyway. My bad. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I didn't mean to yawn like that straight out. Like I just had no filter. Um, it's late. Not to cover your mouth. Loved it. Amazing. Old Eminem is back. I'm so happy to have him. I can't stop listening to it. The album is crazy. It's great. It's everything you would expect from an Eminem album. I gave it four and a half stars. I thought it was happy and great. Not happy because he's killing people. But like, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. There you go. I agree. Can't agree with you more. And hit him with the phrase. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Probably the dopest, <laughs> probably the dopest Eminem album I've heard since Eminem. He just had so many one-liners in there that I was like, oh, did y'all hear that? No, because it's in my headphones. What? Like, it was just crazy. 
Like his one-liner game is is madness. It's so good. My favorite song by far is uh, Those Kind of Nights. Oh, that's the that's one you like? Dream. That is my joint. You know, I like the one with yeah. Anderson Pack, but that's because I'm biased. So there's that. Yeah, you know, Anderson Pack. Like, that's Jake. You know what's crazy? I, I personally feel like the reason why that joint stacks so hard for me is because that kind of song was always my favorite song when it was album. Like, I like why? Brain Damage and what was the other one he did on that album? I'm going to play that for you tonight. That's going to be what the album song I play. What? I'm going to play uh, Those Kind of Nights. Oh, you so good. I love you. Aww. But yeah, like, it was, what's the one he had on, uh, Super Shuttle Park Girls Go Around Me Outside, Outside. Like, <laughs> Yeah. and Superman, and then on the, the Marshall Mathers LP, it was, um, I can't think of the name of the song, I can't think of the name of the song on top of my head, but like, it's like. He uh, always does that. Guy. That's his MO. Yeah. Like, he comes that, out that with a silly like, song, a silly, it's crazy like a club song. song. But it's not really a club song. Yeah. And it's like all the punchlines. Yeah. Like to me, those kind of nights is that song for me. And I really, really hope and I pray that we get like the quintessential Eminem video for that song. You know what I mean? Yeah, he always like, does that. The, like with the spoofing and the characters and the, him dressing up. Like I, I need that video for this song. Like I need it. Oh, like, the one funny thing. Somebody was like, it's got to suck to be Nick Cannon. Like, you came at Eminem three or four times. He never even responded to you and then puts out a dope-ass album with no mention of you whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, you are irrelevant. And then you were telling me today, oh, Nick Cannon dropped the album. I was like, so? <laughs> what? Why would you even tell me that? I don't care. <laughs> it's like, you can tell he's trying so much, so hard to get attention in with his album, too. Because, like, the name of it is, like, the guy that you counted out for, like, the nigga you never wanted, like something like that. It's like, dude, like, like we like, see like, you. Oh, like, <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> like, like relax, Nick. Like relax. And but like, and like, yo, like I know everybody and their mom has listened to the Eminem album, like listening for. He had one. Album. He gave. He did hit and hit he him with one. Him one line. That's it. Not even a whole bar, but a half a bar. And the bar was about how I'm not going to say anything to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because Eminem is the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Always. This punch like I like punchline after punchline after punchline after punchline after punchline. Like punchlines that were punchlines going into other punchlines. Like it was like, yo, like I just I was stuck like from the from the beginning of the album. Then my man, yo, yo, what? Like, how do you get who he has doing his interviews and his in his skits? Oh, I don't like, know. That was crazy. Like, <laughs> how, like, like Alfred Hitchcock. Like, I don't even like. It makes my head hurt to think about the conversation. You know what I'm saying? It had to be like, who called him? Like, it had to be Drake. Like, yo, it had yo, to be Drake or call Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. I got an idea. Call Alfred Hitchcock. Right. Like, like who has him like, in their so, Rolodex? Like, who has his number? Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right after Stephen King. Hold on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, Eminem wants me to be quiet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, not like, 
And I mean, like, how did you even convince him? Like, I mean, great, like, it, it was quite a Wait, effect, though, is that really like, him, though? Like, isn't Alfred Hitchcock dead? Isn't he, like, mega old? Wouldn't it be even crazier if he was, like, in a huge other one thing? No, he's... Him he's... Like, darling! Alfred Hitchcock was born in 1899 and died in 1980. That ain't really him. I mean, duh. That's why I'm like, it ain't really Alfred Hitchcock. Like, he pieced together and added some ad-libs in there. That's why I'm like, That's Alfred dope. Hitchcock is dead. That's just dope. It's <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There was um the track on Anderson Pack's album with uh, Nate Dogg on it. I thought it was really cool. I was like, yo, how did you... With the what? Like that to me was you know real cool. I'm gonna tell you though, like as an artist, like a lot of times, like the way the studio works, you will go in there and record, you know, five, six joints, and actually keep two of them. And you know, you start pushing to doing whatever you want, you want to do with the two of them, or you come back and do more stuff with those two. But like the mother four, like are just sitting somewhere or somebody jumped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those vocals, not mixed down, like, it's like, it's plenty of songs that I have that are just the vocal recording without the, without the beat, without the audio. Or you recorded the whole track and then you, you couldn't keep the beat where groups just sold somebody else. It's, you know what I mean? Like, so, it's, it's all different kind of ways. You know, you sent somebody a reference of a song that you wrote for them and they didn't keep the song, so, but you still got the reference because you didn't want the song for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you can pull all kinds of music from different artists. Like I'm sure there's tons of music from artists that passed that we just haven't heard, we'll never hear, because they just sitting on the jump drive and don't nobody know it's there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody got a hard drive and don't even realize you had the last thing that Prince ever recorded. Like what? Right. Sell it. <laughs> but yeah. So all uh, right, that Nick, that Nick Cannon album called "The Miseducation of the Negro." You about it? We don't care. Check it out. It was quite hot. You didn't even listen to it yourself. Why would you put that on me? You listen to it. I'm gonna tell you how I added it to, a, like, the playlist that I was listening to, so I could listen to it twice, and both times, it started right when I got to my destination. And I had to turn it off. That's because Nick Cannon always taking L's, man. <laughs> I I was rooting for Nick Cannon when he started coming at him. I was not. I was like, oh, that's suicide. Why would you bother? Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. One of those songs, one of those songs was solid. And then the one when he came out with the sample, about I thought that was a little blow, first of all. But with the sample of, you know, the Eminem song from way back in the 90s that he already apologized for, like, that to me, he was reaching. But he was also making a point of, like, we didn't say anything about this going to happen. Now I'm throwing it in your face and you still want to act like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, I thought that was kind of dope. And then he was like, and I'm going to keep going until you respond. And then he didn't do another one. He was like, yo, Nick, like, I'm Because he realized that you. Eminem's not paying him no mind. Eminem's like, you are irrelevant to me. You're not even relevant in the hip-hop game. Like, stop but look, it. The reason I said I was like low key rude for Nick is because when Machine Gun Kelly did, you know, you remember we was on this show talking about it. There were people that were acting like, yo, Machine Gun Kelly killed Eminem. It was like, no, he did not. Like, he didn't at all. But like, 
because of that, I felt like Eminem coming off of that beat, Nick Lowkey had a chance. If he like pulled out like the little Wayne rap book that he had saved up from years ago, like you know what I'm saying? Like he, I don't know. I was rooting for Nick. Nick could have pulled that one off. I don't think Nick could have pulled that off with a ghostwriter working for Eminem. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on now. No. And a ghostwriter working for Eminem? Yeah. Like, you couldn't win with his own people rooting against him. Like, come on, bro. Like, have several seats. Nobody's even interested in you. Go back to Wild and Out. You got that. That's you. Like, right. ain't nobody well, trying to take Gene's that from you. Well, Gene's idea ever. Like, you're not funny and you can't rap. So you got a bunch of. Rappers and comedians. Who ain't funny? Exactly. I don't even laugh at Wild and Out. I just be like, "This is like Wild it's like funny. poor man's whose line is it anyway?" <laughs> Wild and Out is funny. I like Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like you know, like seek it out and watch every episode. I watch it on TV, but I like Wild and Out. All right. Anyway, they got, clearly got to be good. They made it to TV. I don't know why. I don't know who's watching this show. It's you. You're the reason. Because because he always brings like you know, and, and I was just watching recently like like Bill hired everybody from Instagram, like every single Instagram celebrity that I've seen or probably follow on IG is on while and out. It's like it's like they trying to pull people that are gonna share it and boost their ratings. That's all it is. I mean, that's the reason they still on 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 air. I'm not watching it, but anyway, I digress. So we loved Eminem's album. We liked Mac Miller's album as well. Uh, we're super duper over time. Hey, um, what, did you, what did you give Eminem's album? Four and a half. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. wait, what'd you give it? Same thing. I give it four. Okay. Nah, um, I give it a four. Just disagreeing. Couple, disagreeing. Couple skip, couple skip worthy songs. Couple choicey production. Couple cho- choices made in production. I didn't agree with. I feel like it also had too many features, but definitely a solid. Okay, fair enough. Made me listen to Young Ma or Young and May. Can no difference. Okay. Uh, so where can they find you and follow you? Always the same. Who is Tommy Flame? At who is Tommy Flame? Hashtag who is Tommy Flame? Google me, baby. Shout out to my new listeners. <laughs> and I am at just underscore jams on Instagram and at Jamie Jam on Facebook. And you can follow the radio station at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. We have a little bit of uh, video content up on YouTube as well, so make sure you check that out. We'll be back again, hopefully, with a brand new episode next week. I always say hopefully because I never know from week to week what's going to happen with us. Like, we may be here, we may not be here, but really knows. Uh, but anyway, that being said, T, hit him with the brace. We out here and good night. So close, I can taste it. The men on the moon keep playing Practical jokes, planning of mirrors and smoke that I fade away in You be complaining, and I can't explain it, I guess Nothing compared to the feeling of feeling amazing Now I'm switching location Cause heaven too far when you live in the basement I'm looking for balance, I'm in an oasis Well, 
move like that when you push your body on my, oh my You wanna smoke, drink, dance until the sun rises It's one of those kind of nights This beat keeps taking me back like my ex does Only cause how good the sex was Hit up the next club, met Alexa But she was so extra, called her etc Had her like, oh my god, my whole iPod's filled with your songs I'm on my lawn to him I said, oh my god, you know my songs That's totally awesome, I'm Marshall, what's going on, eh? Seriously though, jokes aside, how you doing? You straight? She said, no, I'm bi. She said, are you drunk? I said, no, I'm high. I'm checking out the chick. She said, so am I. What's in the cup? Let me see that. Girl, where the rest of that promethazine at? She said, cool, gotta run out to my Cadillac. Don't I'll be like Fat Joan, bring the lean back. Then I said, if you wanna go hard tonight, well then the smoke and the bottle are on me. Slip into the red dress you like when we arrive, we probably won't leave. Thanks for listening. Tune in 24-7 at WJMSRadio.com.